my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you listen. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Mundane Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lambert, recording this episode for Sunday, August 13th, 2023. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Give this one, this show in particular, that you're listening to right now, give this show a five-star review. You let everybody know why you like it because it's simply the right thing to do. And if you'd like to take your love and appreciation of this show to an even deeper level, go over to patreon.com slash mundane festival and subscribe. It's only three bucks a month and you get hours and hours and hours and hours of bonus content. This is episode 666. That's right, folks. 666. The Devil's Sowed. How would you feel about this show if I did the rest of this episode like this? Like an amalgam between Dr. Claw and some other weird entity on a horror movie or show that you like? I don't think I could keep that up. Woo! I don't think I could keep that up. Oh, man. So it's episode 666. The Devil Sowed. I don't know how much satanic stuff I'll do. I don't think I, I don't think that's my market. Satanism is not my market. Um, and I yeah, it's just not me. But I think you I couldn't do episode 666 without uh, referencing it. That would be weird if I didn't say anything about it. If I just acted like nothing was out of the ordinary. Um, but I think we'll get to get through this one. We'll get through this devil sowed. Um, so yeah, I'm, this is breaking the fourth wall. I'm actually recording this on Saturday. It's 10 minutes to 10 as I'm recording this, uh, high quality podcast for you and, and your friends. Um, yeah, I'm, um, going down to Atlantic city in a few hours. I'm going to do some shows at the Borgata comedy club in Atlantic City. I'm really excited to get to do uh, those shows. It's all it's always a fun gig. That's it's one of the coolest gigs I think that I've had so far that I'm able to do a couple times a year. Make some uh, old people laugh, I guess, and some not always old people. There's a, it's a pretty good mix, I would say. Those shows are at nine o'clock. So most people most of the older people will probably be asleep. 
I don't know. Or maybe they're night owls. Maybe, you know, there's no clocks really in the in those resorts. So, I mean, I don't really know. I, I'm going to try to make whoever shows up in those seats, whoever comes to the show, I'm going to try to make them laugh. Laughed? I'm going to try to make them laugh. Present tense or, oh God, I don't know. Remember when you used to have to diagram sentences? That shit never, you never did that in real life. I don't even know why they made you. I guess they just wanted you to do that so you'd understand the subjects and predicates and the the past participles and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. But I'm excited for those shows. It'll be a good time. And then on the 18th and 19th, I will be in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, doing At the Kenosha Comedy Club, headlining, doing two shows out there, one Friday, one Saturday at 8 p.m. If you or any of your friends are in that area, come out. If you're in Wisconsin, come to the show. It's going to be good. I'm going to I'm going to have some some high quality jokes for you and your friends at the Kenosha Comedy Club. The only thing I know about Kenosha is that they that was where the setting of that 70s show took place. And that's about it. And I looked up to see if they had any minor league games going on. But I think they'll be done with their home schedule uh, by the time I get there. So that's a bit of a bummer. But uh, I am very excited that I'm going to try to make it out to Culver's. Culver's uh, is a, a burger joint. It's a chain, and it's in the Midwest. So I'm excited about that, excited about making people laugh. And uh, I'll, I'll try to do some uh, walking around the town the town walking around the town and um yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that that's gonna be fun i think the the only other time that i was in wisconsin was when i was i was doing this play one of my first professional plays after i graduated this play called the exonerated at the raven theater um i guess you, it's in it's in chicago but i think they called it the i think that was andersonville the andersonville area and uh i did a play it was based on a true story based on these people that were exonerated for murder and it was just like right on the border of illinois and wisconsin so i don't even remember what town it was in so uh and we met with one of the people that were that was exonerated so that was pretty neat um so it'll be fun to go back and tell some jokes. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, what else, guys? What else? Uh, I did, and so that that's really exciting. So this next week will be really fun, comedy-wise, to get to do some cool shit. Um, and so last Sunday, I did a show called The Comedy Secret Show, at this place called Uck Billy, and it was in the Greenpoint. I always call that like the Greenpoint slash Williamsburg area. Whenever you take that, I drive everywhere, so whenever I take that Meeker and Morgan exit on uh, off two, what is that? Is that two? So whenever I take that exit off the uh, Kazakusko Bridge after you cross that or before. 
Uh, I, I consider that to be Williamsburg. Um, but someone will correct me. But at any rate, it was fun. I had a I had a great time. I just had to wait so fucking long. They said the show was going to start at 8. That shit started at 8.40. And I got there. I got to Brooklyn around maybe like 7.15. I, I looked for parking for a bit. Found a space uh, a few blocks away. And I just kind of waited in my car and chilled and listened to music and stuff. But, uh, yeah, they started at 840 and it was at this weed dispensary place. So that was kind of like, hey, man, the show's going to start when it starts, man. You know, and it, it was. Uh, yeah, and I went on like in the middle of the thing. So, uh, yeah, it was. And I in the booker, I'm not in the booker uh, was there. I hadn't seen him in ages. I think when I started first started comedy, he was there. And I was like, oh, shit. He was like. I was like, oh man, you look still look the same. He said, like, you do too. I said, nah, I do, but I got, I'm fatter. And he laughed. And uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was so, it, it was definitely, a, it was a very Brooklyn show. It was very like at a weed dispensary place and uh, they had donuts from this place called the Donut Plant. I didn't eat any of the donuts. They looked good. It, um, uh, and people were, we're definitely picking away and eating at those donuts, those expensive donuts. And uh, I just kind of took it all in. And it was good for me. It was a good show for me because I was doing my material that I've been working on for the past few weeks and uh, months, I guess now. And and it worked really well because sometimes I feel like as an aging comic, um it's like you 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 still want to connect with people the the main thing is like yeah i want to make people laugh to me laughing it coincides with connection uh because when you get that laugh those strong laughs you are connecting with an audience so um it was it felt good to get that from those that demographic uh it looks like it was different ages in there but it just felt good to get those cool hipstery people to laugh at me even though i'm not a celebrity or just like uh i don't even know what the you know what it was it was just it was good to have a good show i've talked about this in the past where sometimes you go to brooklyn and then people get tight when you say stuff that's like that's not even that's not even like I don't know where they just get tight for no fucking reason. Even when I was younger, even like 10 years ago, I did this set, uh, this show called geeking out and it was at union hall. I wish they had that still had the tape of that. I should have downloaded it for now, but it was this company. I think they paid us like a hundred bucks and we did a set. Everybody did a set and you could, you could, you, my, the set was Chris, Lamberth geeks out about movies and it was really just stuff that I was doing that was in my act at the time where I was talking about movies and I had a joke about uh it was around the time when that new Great Gatsby movie came out and uh Jay-Z did some of the a bunch of the songs on the soundtrack I think or he had one or two songs about it and I was like Jay-Z's on the soundtrack and he was saying he was rapping about stuff and he couldn't even get into those parties because he's unless he was serving shit 
in the 20s. 20- <laughs> Unless he was a butler. And I that shit was fucking funny, man. That I think that was actually um and I had a bit about I had a bit about like Django uh Django Unchained or something like that and, and uh and Nicholas Sparks killing more white people than Django did. It was funny. It was some good stuff. You'd had to be you'd have, you'd have to have to be there or had to see the tape. But uh I remember them kinda tightening up. I was like, Why are your assholes so tight? Loosen up. I said that in my set. So even back then, and then <clears throat> I remember before the pandemic doing a show at Union Hall. And uh, I don't know if that was... Remember the homie Brandon Collins had a show there that was really fun. And it was a fun... It was a fun... It was actually a fun uh, black show. What was it called? Don't Think Once, I think it was called. Uh, I don't know how how long he had done that show, but that was really fucking fun. And then I think I did Phoebe Robinson had a show, and that's where people were really tight. And I was doing just doing my act that I had done all over the area, like the tri-state area and clubs and alt rooms, and they were like, oh, oh. I think some of the stuff was even on failed running back. There's stuff that's kind of, I guess kind of dark, but not enough to warrant like oh like people that haven't i guess experienced anything so my guard's kind of up and i always i always am sentimental to brooklyn because like i always say on the show it's it's really where i started so um it was good to just to have those two two recent experiences doing um chalet with sharp show and uh, Carolyn Castiglia's show, laying it down, and that that Eris uh, uh, Evolution, I guess Greenpoint Williamsburg Williamsburgish area. You know what I'm talking about when I talk about Brooklyn. But yeah, it was it was real. It was really fun. It was really nice. Um, and I ended up getting home at a reasonable hour, even though it was it was kind of late. Um, yeah, so I had a, I had a great time doing that show. So shout out to those folks at Uck Billy. Um, so last week, a lot of people enjoyed the episode. I got some feedback and some people, uh, enjoyed it. Uh, shout out to Greg. He, he writes back on my post on Facebook. He said, great episode don't be too sad if you miss out on he's talking about these kobe pe's because them joints look like the carl malone la gears (laughs) and uh and then jl right writes and wrote on there he said i had them in all black so he had the la gears and i said you know i did my research on this and the fab five wore those they they got them in all black but they were wearing those flight hirachis, or as 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 most people say it. But if I want to sound like a douche, I can say the the warachis. Um The Fab Five did wear those, and then Greg was like, "Well, I figured. Wow, I figured they would have been in those Charles Barkleys from that year, ninety one, ninety two. That'll I'll get back to in a sec." Uh, so I, I did the the draw for the Kobe's on the sneakers app 
And it was funny because um, I was talking to the homie, and, and this is where I fucked up. I did another stint on uh, the End the Conversation podcast with uh, Damian Lemon filling in for the great Ali Muhammad. And we were talking about the sneakers. And that right before I had started recording with Lemon, I was looking at the app, I believe, and they had this little survey. It's like, do you think the sneakers app is fair, unfair, all very fair or not fair at all? Some bullshit survey. And I skipped over it because I was trying to be like, oh, I think I don't know. It's fine. Give me the fucking sneakers that I want to pay you for, you know? So uh, I was telling him about that. And he said, yeah, this is this looks like some bullshit. And he said, you know, he said, you, you ought to try other places, other sources that might have it. And there is I'm not going to say the name of the shop. There is a shop that's minutes away. It's less than 10 minutes away from where I live. And I'll I'll just I'll say this. I did not get the sneakers from the draw. It was some bullshit. Uh, you know, I was there as soon as it, it came up and I put, you know, I had my money ready. I had, uh, you know, everything ready and I didn't get them. It was fucking bullshit. Then I, I look maybe an hour later, I fucked up and I said, oh, let me try this other place to see if they have them. They had them on their website and they sold out and they were right down the street. And I ended up get I ended up getting the sneakers but I got them off StockX and paid a little more than re- I paid over retail the retail price because I felt I was angry and in my anger I was like I want these shoes um so I d- I got them but just not through the draw and I didn't I didn't get to pay the the regular the retail price for them what I'm going to try to do next later on this month, I think I'm going to do it. I'm not 100% because I have bills I got to pay and shit that I got to want to take care of. But I may, if I have a little money in the in the resources, I may try to um, I may try to get these Barclays. I don't know if these were the Barclays that Greg was mentioning, but the the Nike Air Max 2 CB. Charles Barkley, 94, the OG, they come out on the 20, they come out on August 25th. Um, I may try for these. I'm noticing like these shoes from my childhood are coming back and I didn't, I never had the chance to get them. I wasn't the biggest sneakerhead in, in, um, in when I was a kid. But the, my, I guess my favorite all-time pair, the the Jordan Four Breads are the, and that's the only sneaker that I won. I'm making air quotes, but you can't see me. That I won from the sneakers app. Uh, but those are kind of like, I wouldn't say they're generic, but they make so many different kinds of them that I don't think that was that hard to get. So that was a couple of years ago. That was before the pandemic. That might have been, might have been 2018. And then another another pair that I have is just of the Black Cat version. Um, and those those I got from Hibbit Sports. I just got them online, and 
you know, I, I this was my first time with StockX, so I, the the way that I got these Kobe's. So they, they have to most of you guys probably already know this who are in the sneaker culture. I'm I'm just a, I'm like a, I'm a casual day tripper when it comes to these sneakers, but um I, these Barclays are kind of sexy. I'm staring at them right now on my big monitor. Um I may have liked like would go with an all black but these do look good. They do look like they would be some good show shoes. Like my Jordan 4s are my are a, a pair that I use like that are some good show shoes for for a black comedian, you know. But like I always said, I was never and I think I said this on the the end of conversation podcast where you know, I was I love I thought the sneakers were cool, but when I was a kid, I went to Catholic school. We only got like you know, I think during the year we wore like you could wore wear bucks. We could wear new bucks, bucks like those bass uh, shoes, like black kind of like dress shoes. And for gym, one school I went to, I think you could just have all black. You could have all black sneakers, and you really couldn't in high school. You really couldn't floss or or whatever the kids say now. You couldn't show your shit until you had like a dress down day. Now I remember specifically my senior year, I had those Air Max ninety sevens. Those are the I think the first pair that I kind of like bought on my own. Like I saved up money, and I remember going to the Tyson's Corner Mall and getting those like the the Air Max 97s that are back, like the all gray, that kind of look like the space shoes with the splash of the red swoosh on the side. But before then, like when I was a kid, it was just like, you would go, like I had, you would go to the store, you go to Foot Locker. When I was a shorty, real, really young, it was stride right. And you'd have those sneakers, the zips, I think I got a pair of those once where you with the Velcro shits. Uh, and my late great uncle, I remember him teaching me how to tie my shoe. God, I missed the, that fucking guy. Two of the my. Oh, man, it just I was thinking about that the other day. Two of the uh, most positive black men in my life are gone. My my dad and his older brother. And those are like some good fucking dudes man but i remember going into um as a kid you just you you'd only have a maybe one or two times a year you go to the sneaker store and you could get like a good like basketball shoe now when i started playing sports like 10 or 11 i'm trying to i'm thinking about this in real kind of like in real time i had those i remember i remember junior high I had those when I when I was I don't know if you would say when I went astray, I think I'd always been a Nike guy for the most part. And junior high, I liked those grandmama, uh, the the Larry Johnson's Converse with react juice with the little shit that looks like a leveler. Like if you went to fucking Home Depot and got a leveler with the shit in the in the back. 
And uh, that burst, so we took it back. We took it. It was a Nike outlet. I think we, some outlet store from, uh, I think from Potomac Mills. And then I got the, those John Stocktons that I always talk about, those Air Maestros. And those were good. But as far as like, you'd only get, you only get about, I was like twice a year. And then in high school, it was just like you'd wear dress shoes. And I had sneakers and stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal. And then in college, I think I started that my mother bought me a pair of uh I call these the JL Covans, the the nine nine ones, the new balance, and those were so fucking comfortable. And then I started wearing new balances. And every now and then I might get a Nike, but I think for the most part it was new balances. And then yeah, wear like Oxfords and stuff. But I guess once I started doing comedy, I guess I kind of kind of wanted to go get back in the sneakers. But I'm I'm like I have I have enough sneakers, different types. But every now and then there's some that catch your eye. And there's been some that caught my eye that I've lost. I've lost a, a, a quite a few times on the sneakers app way more than I've won. And I almost don't want to count the Jordan 4s as a quote-unquote win because I think those Jordan 4 breads are a little too ubiquitous. And I was listening to um, one of my favorite shows now on um, YouTube. Just my, I think my one of my favorite shows in general is, is Gil's Arena. Um, I don't think I've talked about this before. I was thinking I was talking to somebody about this off mic where the little brother's last album, May the Lord Watch, they had those little skits and they have people like arguing about sports. I think Jamel Hill was like a one of the people on there and they'd be arguing about shit. And then and then I think it was Fonte or somebody would be like, tune in next time on niggas hollering. And man, if if that's not if Gil's Arena is not the real life version of niggas hollering uh <laughs> i don't know what is but um they it's really good i know people like the cameron and may show it's it's funny the clips that i've seen they are funny but like when it comes to people who know the game of basketball who really know the game and have played he has um kenya martin on there rashad mccants brandon jennings and Mika Miko Miko Grimes is that I hope I'm saying I hope that's right. I think it is. Miko. Yeah, it's Miko Grimes. And they they talk they talk hoop. And uh, it's really good. And like uh, Gilbert is uh Gilbert tr- sometimes tries to be a contrarian. I think he trolls he trolls Rashad Rashad McCants a lot and they be they be fighting, they be arguing but they don't they don't really be meaning it, but they do. They do be yelling. Sometimes I fall asleep on it, not not because it's boring or anything, but if I'm just watching it and I happen to fall asleep at night, and you wake up, they be hollering like shit. They be waking you up, like oh shit. Um, yeah, I'm rambling like hell, but uh, I'm. I think I'll give these Barclays a try, and I think I'm gonna try this. The website of the place that. 
Lemon told me to go to go to. And I, I just I just forgot. And I think I would have had him at retail if I'd have just waited, if I'd have just went to that site. Excuse me. And I, I really I'm really kicking myself, but I'm going to get I'm supposed to get him at the end of the month and um, it'll be cool. Uh, but yeah, it's an it's an expensive hobby. Um, I just I dabble in it occasionally, maybe once or twice a year. But there are some sneakers like I do want to get a pair of like Wadachis, uh, just that's like either a hundred bucks or under. And I started looking at them, and I was like, oh these these do look good. Um, but I hear they're super comfortable. And speaking of Gilbert Arenas, I was watching Trey Young. Has, every basketball player now has a podcast, and they were wearing um, the tr- tr- the new Trey Young signature sneakers. And I don't think I I don't think I could pull them off. But then I started looking at his older ones, and he's got the ones from last year. The colorway look good, and they got like it's got like a fly knit design. It's like I almost would. Tr- they're Adidas. So I don't know, but a lot of people are wearing those Yeezys and I would, I wouldn't mind trying a pair. I wouldn't mind trying a pair of his, uh, his 2.0s and I see where they're, they're on sale, but, uh, I don't need any more sneakers and I see where the, the same day that they put out those, uh, Kobe's, those PEs, they, they announced that they're coming out with these Kobe halos and they're all white. I'm I'm not doing those, but uh, that's gonna sell a lot. And then they're coming out with in December, the reverse Grinch sneakers that are uh, um, coming out in December. I don't know if I could pull those off. They're all red, green, green uh, strings, red and with the black swoosh. And it looks like a skin skin print. The the proto protro Grinches were green and green, black swoosh. I don't know. I just I just think it's all it's all fucking bullshit. And then I opened up the sneakers app yesterday, and they were like they sent me that survey again, the little pop up, and they're like, "Do you think do you think um the sneakers app is fair unfair?" I was like, "Very unfair." You motherfuckers. We'll see where that gets me next later on this month. Uh, if I if I decide to try to open that app. Um, so much for that. But uh, it was it, it was fun. I, I'm going to I really mad at myself that I, I mess botched that. Where I could have tried it because I called that store and they're like, yeah, we have them, but I, we don't have size 13. We don't have your size. We had like they had like nine and seven left sucks anyway so yeah, i did you can catch me on uh these this past two weeks filled in for the great ali muhammad on in the conversation that was fun it's always good to talk to uh lemon on and off mic uh the alabama brawl i don't have that we i talked about that with lemon it's not that much to say man i think it, it's it was i think what made people feel so good about that was because of the solidarity, man, the solidarity that black people have for each other in that moment, even though some people got hurt. I don't think anybody got killed. 
and like really standing up for themselves because you have these Instagram accounts where, and all these other accounts, accounts, this Insta- Instagram account for the, we see you Karen for white people just saying, Oh, I'm gonna call the cops. or I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Picking on these black people. And you see non Instagram accounts, accounts of this type of thing happens. You, the, the homies Rod and Karen have a segment called fucking with black people. We get tired of black people getting fucked with. We get tired of seeing and hearing about all this stuff that those people stood up for each other. And it was a beautiful thing. And that kid swimming across, like I, I said on the, to lemon on the show, like where I got a little emotional watching that the first time it was like, Oh shit, this is crazy. You're trying to put all this stuff together and, you know, wow, they're wilding out. But then, like, looking at it again, like, after just taking another look at it, it was, uh, I got emotional watching that kid swimming. And you see all these people making these parallels to (laughs) to the fucking Middle Passage and all this shit. And I I get it, you know, I'm and calling it the new Juneteenth and and all of that i was i i don't have no problem with with people partying off of that man uh because we gonna get our jokes black people we we gonna get we we done too much crying and we we go we gotta laugh to keep from crying sometimes and i understood all of that what i don't understand is people (laughs) and some of them a couple of them i know that get on the internet and say, I don't see why you guys are acting like this. It's just like trying to be a contrarian for for the sake of being a contrarian. It's like, sit down. You know why people are doing this. You know in your heart of hearts why people are partying off of this. You know why. Get over yourself. It's like these fucking killjoys. The killjoys are people that two of the biggest concerts of the year Beyonce and and Taylor Swift why would you be mad at these people man why would you be mad at these people for enjoying something as hard as it's been for the past three three years pand- with the pandemic and all the bullshit that that's not that was happening to people before the pandemic why are you like these two singers are coming to people's towns and making people feel good, man, and generating money for the 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 cities that they're going to? Why would you be mad at that? I don't know. I don't know. It just it goes back to the 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 young brother that that got murdered after coming from the Beyonce concert. It's just so, it's so much, as my mother says, there's so much trouble in the land. But when you got, when you got people that are, I mean, I saw, that's one of the reasons I appreciate art so much that it gets you through stuff. And, and speaking of that, you know, happy birthday, hip hop, hip hop's birthday was yesterday, August 11th, it turned 50. And I'm 43, so for all my life, I've been around hip-hop. Um, the show, theme music is hip-hop. 
Um, it's just been such a huge part of my life. Uh, it's just been a beautiful thing, man. From like when I was a kid to the DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Like to a tribe called Quest, to me, was one of my all-time favorite groups. I was I was watching a behind-the-scenes thing. Speaking of Gills Arena, of his show, somebody was asking him what his favorite hip-hop album is. I would have to say, for me, one of them, one of them would probably be Midnight Marauders. That was the first. I bought the tape of Low End Theory. Not gonna, I'm not gonna say Midnight Marauders is better than Low End Theory. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for that right now. But I will say that that was the first CD. That was one of the first CDs that I bought. That was like I went to the store. I might, you know, my one of my parents t- took me to the store. And I got the CD and it was, it was that it was, uh, and I remember listening to it all the time. Just like that was sort of like the, I guess in, 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 mm, when you think about the, I would say that was the gateway that, that was the gateway to, to a lot of the, the artists that I hold dear to me. That's one of them ones, Midnight Marauders. Um, and they come at a time in your life, a specific time in your life, 90, 93, 94. Um, yeah, it's Junior High. Um, Snoop Dogg's album. That, I had that tape. I remember that one. It's just, and then just, it, it helped get me through a lot of uh, things in life. Like I like I always say, like I know it's a it's a male dominated genre for me as a black man who was not in who's only been in, in therapy for a year and a half, close to two years. It was a lot of my therapy, black guys, black dudes who felt good who, who when they were spitting on these albums were talking shit and super confident about who they are who they were as people and how good they were and when i was going into these auditions and i was listening to those black dudes talk their shit so i could go into those rooms and talk mine and doing that in comedy like doing that really for the most part being somebody who would listen to a certain songs before shows and to try to get in in that in that moment, in that mode, it was there for me. I remember getting my first place, getting that Little Brother album, The Listening. I remember being being alone in Chicago. I had an air mattress uh, and I, a, a chair, like a camping chair or some shit before my uh, wonderful parents and wonderful ex-neighbors brought the U-Haul truck. But when I first got that place, I had that little brother album and I had a uh, air mattress and I was like, I'm a, I'm a grown up. I was 23. There's specific times in my life. I remember like getting up, going to working at a 
that I always tell you about the uh, the what is it the 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 before and after school program getting up at like five in the morning catching buses and trains to get to the suburbs to get to Skokie. I was listening to Sleepers, that Big Poo album, Scars. And then year, years later, like maybe 10, maybe 10 years later, 10, 12 years later, I'm interviewing Fonte in his in his home. This show is hip hop. You had some some cool people on this show. So to to be able to it. It may not. Well, when the show, when this show comes on, you're you're you've been welcomed by a, a, a hip hop song, a hip hop theme song from Don Will, who's I've said this before. It's like it's amazing where your life takes you. And hip hop has been a big part of that. And um, it's just it's just been in my DNA for for so long. And um I'm so appreciative of it because it, it, it's been the soundtrack to my life in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, man. So happy birthday, hip hop. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a fucking beautiful art form. And uh, I think it's, it, there's, there's something in it for everybody, to be honest with you, no matter what race, creed or color you are. But it damn sure is black. It's for everybody, but it is a black art form. So, yeah, it's it's um, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. Speaking of hip hop, I'm happy to say that Little Tay. <laughs> I'm happy that Little Tay is alive. I didn't even know who this little girl was uh, until like a, a couple of days ago where they were talking about it, uh, talking about her being dead. I was like, I don't even know. I didn't even look her up. And then they said little Tay was alive. And then I said, let me see who this little Tay person is. And it said a little, little girl, a little youngin from Canada. She looks like I think she's Asian or something. I think they were Asian. And it's just a it's a girl that the little girl that's like uh aping hip hop culture. Maybe her brother is is helping her, her older brother was helping her. They were talking about that. I saw a little Good Morning America story from a couple years ago. Uh they were did a store a profile of her. I was looking at this kid and it looked like it, she was just a walking and talking embodiment of that roots what they do video it was just a, a real life version of that and it's just it's what pe- it's what people people will do anything to to try to get famous and it's just crazy how much it, there's just so much shit online that i i didn't i didn't know who this kid was and apparently one of the one of the paul brothers logan or jake was hanging out with this girl too and it's just it, 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 this shit is a lot man but i'm glad the girl's not dead and her it doesn't seem that her brother i don't think her brother's dead either so that's good it's good that they're alive but that's just some some weird shit man 
just just people will fucking do anything. You know, speaking of, we were talking about hip-hop and that they did that show, that concert at the Yankee Yankee Stadium. And I was I was looking at it. And you know you're old as shit when you're just like, what's the let-out situation? Like, how is it going to be? Like, I think about all that traffic. Wow. In the Bronx, all that traffic. But I'm guessing people, the trains are running a... a uh, Maybe they're running more trains up and down there. I did see one of my old coworkers was was there. He posted that he was there. I was like, man, I I just I just think about get home safe. The the let out is just ridiculous. Even like I went to the the thankfully so I went to that Bill Burr show, and this was in, at the Prudential Center. That let out was crazy. Cause you think if you're from the suburbs like me, you live in the suburbs, and you're like, I you go to the concert, and you park in that lot. That let out was insane. You had to, I had to wait thirty or forty minutes to get out of there. But when I went to see Erica Badu, I was with Justin, and he is the mayor of Newark, and so he was just like, let's just go here, let's go to this place till everything dies down. And I was like, we just grab something to eat at this random spot in the ironbound and we walked back to my car and we were good but the, I, I was trying to talk to somebody about about like going to these shows and, and people leave and I talked about that a couple weeks ago especially like I don't know like if I'm going to a, a sporting event is one thing where it's like oh my team's getting their ass kicked let's go because I've done that I've done that at preseason games. I was like, okay, I saw the the main player I wanted to see take some snaps, and I didn't pay for these tickets, so I just dipped out. Uh, but the best let out situation I I've been around is the the is Giant Stadium. So I don't think that Taylor. I don't. I would assume that all that was pretty smooth. But I did see. I did see, though, uh, somebody that I follow on Instagram. They were at the Beyonce concert. Either Beyonce or Taylor Swift. I don't know. But they were just like, it was a sea of people there. And they were just like, just at a standstill. So I don't I don't know. That was that that would be kind of scary to me. So I would think. I'd probably just hang around for an hour after the show. I'd probably just still be sitting in my seat for something like that. I don't know. Ooh, I worry about that shit. That's me being old and weird. I think I know it is. It's me being old and weird. Like, how are they all going to get out? And you know, people, there's like a sea of people. I, I don't know. Maybe I've just been conditioned that way because my very first job was working at Adventure World in, in Lago, Merlin. And sometimes when you'd have to close, it'd just be a shit ton of people in those lots trying to get out. And it would just take a long ass time. And then you'd have to go back to the fucking park and do it all over again. So I don't know. Uh, but I, I just I'm assuming everybody got home safe. 
And uh, I don't know, I said earlier, but I'm glad the kid who did that, killed that dancer, uh, is going to jail or they got him. So I, I wanted to, I don't want to get, if you guys try to cancel me, you can say that, like, it's sad. I did, did say it was sad that it happened. You can't cancel me for that. But I'm glad they got the kid that uh, murdered that guy. Ruined his, his life and the life of, of uh, that man's family. Just because some guys are happy about coming from a show that they really loved. All right, stop and stop being negative. All right, let's talk about some TV and and uh, some music and a couple movies. Uh, really excited about the shy being back, and thank God for uh, Paramount Plus because I added Paramount Plus and I got rid of Showtime, so they have Showtime has shows on Paramount Plus because they're owned by Paramount. And my apologies to you if you can hear the um, uh, grass being cut outside. Um, But my God, uh, I love that show. It's so good. The acting's really good. Everybody, I don't know. I got to get somebody on here that watches and to talk about it. But everybody owes shit to this man, Duda. They got to get rid of this guy. He is a bad man. Um, but I, I'm liking where it's going. Uh, I'm, I'm locked in. They've done two episodes so far. If you're not watching The Shy, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know. There's something wrong with you. If you don't, if you are not into good black drama, um, I feel like Tiffany's going to get uh, Iman Shumpert in trouble. I don't know his name on the show. <laughs> but uh, that 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 pretty girl is uh, gonna get him in trouble with this weed thing. Uh, they're setting up for so much drama to happen. Then uh, I'm excited to see it unfold. So that's like my new favorite show. That I'm glad it's it's back uh, since there's no more since we don't get power for another month. And I got to figure out what I'm gonna do with stars. Verizon fucked me over because. I thought I was doing something with getting rid of uh, the prime premium channels. I get HBO uh, for free from AT&T from being a subscriber, AT&T wireless. And I was overpaying for this stuff. And then my bill is low key the same. So I need to get I think I need to get rid of cable altogether. And I need to just have internet. And I'm thinking of, um, I'm really thinking about getting this um, NFL Sunday ticket. Because there's no, I'm not going to have any access to these football games. And I'm starting to get hyped about like that quarterback, that Peyton Manning quarterback series with Patrick Mahomes got me hyped for football. I'm getting hyped because Madden is coming out and I've been playing Madden 23. I haven't played it since I bought it the first time. And then it's like, oh, I kind of want to run with the Bears, but the Bears don't have the they don't have the rosters right. So I, I'm like, oh boy, am I going to drop 70 bucks? Probably will. I don't know. But this Sunday ticket is like three, four hundred bucks. 
and you can watch it on YouTube. And I'm tempted to do that. My friends are telling me, Chris, just go to a bar and watch some games. And then I don't be a recluse. And I probably will do that even if I do buy it. But the last time I bought the Sunday ticket, I was in Chicago and I had it on DirecTV. And DirecTV would fuck up every time the wind blew wrong. And then that time that I did have it, I was in a play. I was in this production of The Merchant of Venice. And I never and we had Sunday matinees and I really didn't get to watch anything. So I'm tempted to do this because I can watch these games and then I can I can watch them on even like if I'm at my mom's place, I can watch them and uh, enjoy the games, enjoy these different games. There's more black quarterbacks. I'm getting hyped up by the Jets possibly being good. With Aaron Rodgers and this Sauce Gardner kid, I was playing against the Jets uh, on uh, Madden, and Sauce Gardner snatched two interceptions from me. Uh, I didn't realize that dude is like six two, six three. So the Jets are good. I don't know how good the Giants are going to be. I was watching the um, the NFL, what which I'm gonna call it, the HBO Hard Knocks. I'm getting hyped for football season more than I've been in a long time. So I'm, I'm considering doing that because then I'll have access to all these games and I can still, I can do red zone on, on, on one screen on my laptop. And then I could watch a game on another, a full game. So I'm, I am tempted to do that. Really, really tempted to do it. Um, yeah, because all the other TV, even though they're raising the prices a little bit, I saw like the streaming stuff. It's I think I'd be better off if I got rid of the cable altogether. But it's just this this thing that I feel like I have to have it since I was a kid. Like I've got to have it. Now I'm staring at these reverse Kobe's on my monitor. It's like, is this like hypnotism? That I'm going to wear these all red and green shoestring shoes. I just left the monitor on this and I've been staring at them for the past 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm excited about. I'm excited about this football. So maybe maybe I'll be talking more more fucking football, bro. Maybe what am I going to get a fantasy team? Am I going to get on one of those? I don't know. I don't know. Um, also, uh, swagger, I think the last episode might've came on if they've only, they only did eight, they did 10 last year. I thought they were going to do 10, but this year, so that kind of ended. I don't know if it's coming back for a season three, but if they ended it the way that they ended it, I'm fine with that. Uh, but I, I love that show. I'm, I'm rooting for, there were some moments that were kind of cheesy. I've talked about it before. And it was just like, I'll buy it. I'm buying in. I don't give a fuck. I'm rooting for these kids. Um, yeah, it's it's a. It, I love that show. It's and uh, it's it's really good. Um, so, if it doesn't come back, they ended it well. Uh, if it did come back, I could see how they would make it work. I don't know how they would do with 
licensing of college teams, but I think they've they did it because the one the the one of the characters played at a uh, McDonald's All American game, and they had a character in a UCLA jersey, I believe. So uh, we'll see. But if you if you haven't watched Swagger, I I recommend it. I I recommend the shy and I recommend the swag and the swagger recommend swagger Uh, as far as Muzak is concerned I would I've only I haven't listened to anything new uh, but Little Dragon had a Tiny Desk concert premiere uh, yesterday and it was good I really liked it they they did in 2020 they did a uh, an at home Tiny Desk which was good, and this was their day. I get not this is necessarily they their debut, but they were in D.C. Uh, doing it, and it was good. It's like fifteen minutes. Um, they're one of my favorite bands. Like I've seen them, I saw them a few years ago. Again, like I always say, if you deep dive somewhere on my Instagram, there there's a clip of them. Uh, I think it was like when Governor's Ball was around. Governor Governor's Ball still happened. Somebody was telling me about that. But they Brooklyn Bull had this thing like Governor's Ball after dark and they did like a late set and it was fucking dope. Um so Little Dragon is one of my favorite bands. I think they're coming to town uh pretty soon. Um so yeah, they're they're great. It'd be nice to go back to to Brooklyn Steel. I think they're playing Brooklyn Steel, so I would like to go see them. Um, yeah, so that's that. All right, let's do some movies, and I'll we'll bring it home with some movies. I saw Asteroid City. It premiered on Peacock yesterday. Uh, this is the the latest Wes Anderson film. I'll read you the blurb. Set in a fictional American desert town, circa 1955, the itinerary of a junior Stargazer slash space cadet convention organized to bring this is in the parentheses organized to bring together students and parents from across the country for fellowship and scholarly competition is spectacularly disrupted by world changing events. Um, it stars Jason Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Ed Norton, Adrian Brody, Liev Schreiber, Hope Davis, and on and on and on. So many people. I thought this was okay. It wasn't. It was just kind of blah. Man, that sounds really loud. The 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 landscapers. Um, I just thought it was okay. Uh, maybe I would have been more locked in at uh, had I gone to see this at the theater, but now that I see it, it's just kind of like all right. And I like Wes Anderson. Majority of his films I've liked. Um, this was fine. Some of my the critics that I, I uh, watched, they they slammed it way more than I did. I, I liked it better than they did. So I, I gave it three stars on Letterboxd. I like the French Dispatch a little more than this one as far as like his recent movies are concerned. Um but his I feel like his earlier films have been his best like when I think about Wes Anderson I'm thinking like Rushmore 
I'm thinking about um, the Royal Tenenbaums. Even like they, they, I, and I want to, now that I'm looking at this, I need to see the Life Aquatic again, but like, I liked Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox. He's got some joints that have been like really good, but I, I just, French Dispatch was, I did like French Dispatch. What did I give it? I rocked with it. I gave it four stars. I did really like it. Um, it's kind of more of the same. He's always going to have amazing set design. Everything is meticulous and and it, everything's going to look good. But then I think the biggest knock against Wes Anderson films most of the, most of the critics say that emotional depth is lacking in the characters. And I don't, and I don't know that I want to spoil this one, so I won't. But this, I think this one is going to be one that I may have to watch again. Um, but technically, all of his films are going to be technically sound. If you have Peacock and you like Wes Anderson, I would say it's definitely one that you you should check it out. Um, but it makes me have more, even more admiration for his earlier work like Rushmore which you know I think you have more more of the characters have their heart on their sleeves than they do in some of his previous work not to say that his characters aren't really feeling anything but I, I think like Rushmore and Royal Tenenbaums to me are his best I know the first time I think I did a pod with JL we did a debate when he was really doing the righteous prick thing uh we we discussed uh he was hating on Wes Anderson and I and I was for him for Wes so um yeah man uh I really thought it was solid now it was just it was just all right but it didn't it didn't blow me away like some of his other stuff what I will say young is I went to see this Gran Turismo movie and um, boy was I pleasantly surprised about this one. Let me let me read you the blurb about this one. This is a letterbox letterboxed blurb um, from Gamer to Racer, the ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won him a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. This stars Archie Madakwe, David Harbour, Orlando Bloom, and Jaiman Hansu. Um, I gave this shit four and a half stars. Uh, it was directed by Neil Blomkamp, who did Chappie, Elysium, District 9, and some other movies that I am not aware of. Man, I cried about three times watching this shit. This is the this this is the true story based on a true story about this guy. His name is the. Uh, let me let me get this right, man. I know. I know. 
Let me get this right. Jan Martinborough, who was a teenage Gran Turismo player. It's a true story. Like, this shit happened. And I didn't know... This is like 2011, and I, I didn't really... Maybe I, I didn't pay much attention to this. I didn't know about this being a true... And when I found out this kid was black, I was like, oh, shit, let me let me check for this. And I, I don't know, man. This shit got to me. This reminded me of... Uh, I mentioned this before. This reminded me of... Uh, I mentioned this movie, Billy Elliot. This was like Billy Elliot with race cars. And the stakes were much higher than a than somebody being a ballet dancer a boy being a ballet dancer this shit is like so that he's this kid in in great britain and he's working at a a department store selling women's draws and he wants to be a race car driver and his his dad doesn't he's like you can't do that you're not going to do that and blah 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 and his father was against him and all that shit and his brother was a i guess like a soccer player and his dad was really more into his brother's life and she just and then he was just good at this at Gran Turismo and um yeah you just kind of take it from there there's a a tragedy that happens and he has to overcome that to do what he ends up getting to do I don't really want to spoil it but I was just so blown away I was like <laughs> I went to this advanced screening uh, on Wednesday, and I was just like, I was like, oh, okay, I'm excited to see this now. It's a, a it's a, it's a black story. This kid is black, and I noticed they cast, they cast a much light skinned guy. Well, not, I mean, this guy is brown. Jan, Jan Martinborough is his daddy was black, and his mother is uh, white. Uh, and he's like a brown skinned kid, but they went lighter for the movie when they cast this, this young and he I, he looked like he was the best part. He he was fucking good too, so I'm not hating, but I'm just saying I I noticed, I you know I just noticed that shit. But anyway, um, it was really good. It's it's one of those movies where it's like, if it's a it's a hero's journey, and all the, it hits all the right notes. I don't know if it's me getting older or what, like, but I'm just getting like. I was emotionally invested in this shit and I was just like, man, this is fucking good. And I was, I was I was tearing up and crying and shit and it was a guy a couple seats away from me. <laughs> he fell asleep. <laughs> he was on a date with this girl and he I he got up in the middle of the movie and got a icy. And then I looked over, I was trying not to I wasn't like I wasn't like <laughs> but it, it's it's one of them like what the Firestarter guy say head, head tilts had a couple of head tilt moments and I just kind of was like ooh I was like whoa and then I look oh I look over and this guy's like <sighs> this guy's knocked out I didn't know Ices could give you the itis I didn't know that but that that kid was he, he was knocked out but uh yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this one. It was really good. It, it, yeah, it, it was some moments that just fucking got me, man. And and obviously, like, uh, you had some father-son stuff in there that's going to tug at the heartstrings. Um, but, yeah, this, this, this movie, I'm trying to think of the movies I cried. I did cry at a, a good person this year. 
Um, but the movie, I guess the movie that got me, I was, it was fresh, like, after my dad had passed. It, uh, uh, Coda really wrecked me. Um, but this one, yeah, this one is like, all this Billy Elliot talk, I need to, I need to see Billy Elliot again. But, um, yeah, man, this was really good. And it's just supposed to be, it's just supposed to be like, this kid is a video game guy, but then he goes and races cars for, for Nissan. But they, they, they say Nissan, Nissan. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's, I really liked it. It's a crowd pleaser. It's not, it's not going to be, it's not like, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. It's the typical hero's journey. He has adversity and he overcomes it to do great things. And it, it's just one of them ones, man. It's, it, it's one of them ones. I was not expecting it. I was like, oh, Gran Turismo. I, I, I didn't even, I had the first one. It came out in 97. I remember I remember because I was working at Sears and the, one of the, my co-workers was oh, dude, you got to get Gran Turismo. I was like, I like car games, but I'm just not good at them. I, I'm, I'm not that very good. And uh, I did get it. And I was like, oh, this is okay. I don't think I even played it that much. But um, the story, man, is just, it's really compelling. The acting's really good. Jaiman Hansu, obviously you're going to, you know, he's a disapproving father and yeah, man, they, they really, they, they really did the damn thing with this one, man. I was, I was highly impressed. I was emotionally invested. It's, it's really good. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, that is, I think, I think that's it. I've, I've blabbed enough. I've blabbed for over an hour. I think you're good. I think you've had enough of me. And I, you know, try not to overload you on the Chris Lambert stuff. But if you're in Atlantic City, you're in the uh, South Jersey and Philly somewhere. You want to see some comedy at nine o'clock on from uh, this Saturday till Wednesday night. Come out, come down. It'll be fun. Um, and if you're in Kenosha, Wisconsin, you're in that area. Come on out and see me. I got jokes for you. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Some things have happened to me. So I will talk about that stuff. And you'll get some laughs out of it. So uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. And I will talk to you all next time. Take it easy, everybody.